The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Mike Camping here with the lovely, the amazing Suzanne Bandick, uh, one of our amazing mindset performance coaches and just overall um, like kind human being, which <laughs> believe it or not, <laughs> goes a long way. Um, anyway, today she has picked the topic and I love it. She wants to talk about how to um, handle life's obstacles. And I'm dying to hear what she has to say. And because I have found as I've both grown my own companies, coached other people to grow companies and just observe people in the world, the size of the company is almost always directly correlated with the size of the, the challenge it takes someone to get knocked off or wobble. Um, and something that at $10,000 a month in revenue, something might make you <laughs> off kilter for a week at $100,000 a month in revenue, that can't even you know, you got to, you got to put that in about a five minute box and at a million dollars a month in revenue, somebody else should probably be dealing with that. So how we handle obstacles is one of those levers. I think people don't see as much as they could or should. And it is such a big, like, if you get this right, you're flowing downstream. And if you can't get this right, you could literally get everything else right and miss this and really have a hard time succeeding. So all that to say, I'm wildly excited to hear what Suzanne has to say. Uh, but the only way that's going to happen is I stop talking. So let's do that now <laughs> and turn it over to the smart, good-looking lady on the call. Thank you, Mike. Hello, everybody. All right. Today, I wanted to talk about how to handle life's obstacles. And let's clarify what is that obstacle. So that's where you say, I want blank. I have this goal. I want but. It's whatever follows the but. The but is but I don't know how to do it. I'm not smart enough to do it. I don't have the money, but. Any other buts you want to add, Mike? Oh my goodness. I've tried before and I haven't done it. My parents don't like me. My parents do like me. I'm too tall. I'm too short. I'm white. I'm black. I'm old. I'm young. I'm male. I'm female. Um, there's you literally an infinite amount of buts. That worked right. for that guy, but not my guy. No one wants to work in my area. Everyone's broke. I mean, we could the economy, President Biden, President Trump, whoever the next, I don't know who that's going to be, but he's going to get in the way of this whole thing. <laughs> President Carter, we, so, go, we can go all over town. Okay, so we're agreed that the obstacle is something that could stop us from getting where we need to go, correct? Well, without blowing everything, I don't know where you're going. Because we, and by the way, I intentionally don't let Suzanne tell me all this before because I want to be just like you guys. So if I step on her crap, she can punch me later. I, I think a lot of times that's what we think can stop us, whether that be the truth or not. I don't know. I'll let you kind of unpack that. But yes, okay. perception, so, perceived roadblock. So I'm going to talk about two ways to get past the obstacle. And then I'm going to tell you two ways to view the obstacle because of what the two ways. So everybody bear with me because I know when I say this, you're going to say, I've heard this before. I'll even say it for you, Clean. That's my job, by the way. All the crap that you guys are going, bull crap, it won't work. I've heard. I'll jump it. Don't worry. I got your back, Cleaning Nation. I'm here I'm, to heckle. I'm prepped. <laughs> Suzanne is not thrown off by my, my, her obstacle is me and she handles it beautifully. So she's going to demonstrate live how to handle obstacles. 
Okay, so first thing to getting through an obstacle is to have the big, hairy, audacious goal. Okay, if you, we don't have a bright, clear, focused goal, well, frankly, what's the use of getting out of bed in the morning? Right, so then anything is going to derail us because we don't know where we're going. And let me tag on to that because that is so, uh, many of you may have heard the BHAG before, the big, hairy, audacious goal. The pushback I've given and have learned, and I'll share with you guys, is we go we go the wrong direction with this thing. We go, I have a big paradisious goal, but it doesn't get me out of bed in the morning. Um, I would say the truth is, if you had a big, hairy, audacious goal, you would get out of bed in the morning. So bingo, wrong goal. Yeah, yeah don't just I would just define that properly, right? If you go, I want to grow ten percent right. this month and or this year, and doesn't get me all fired up. Well, then you need a different goal, and maybe the goal isn't money. Maybe it's relations. Maybe it's whatever. But the definition of big hairy audition, it does get you up out of the morning. So if it doesn't get you out of the up up in the morning, you don't use that as an excuse not to have goals. You use it as an excuse to really spend the time to deeply think about what would get you up in the morning for an extended amount of time, an unreasonable amount of time, even when crap fails. That, my friend, your new B hat. Go ahead. Right. That's exactly it. Okay. So be excited and focused on a goal. And a lot of times, I don't want to go into this a lot because we talk a lot about goals, but a lot of times we don't even set the goal because we think, what if I set the goal and I fail? Right. How many people go through that in life? They don't even want to set the goal. We'll just see what happens. I'll just do my best, but they really don't even know where they're going. And when you do that, any obstacle is going to become a huge speed bump and you're just going to stay in your living room. Let me hit you with a version of that that makes me nuts. It's the opposite of what you're saying, but the same daggum problem. Um, I don't want to limit myself, Suzanne. Drives me nuts when I get clients coming in and go, one year from today, where do you need to be? Revenue, profit, impact. You, you get to count however you want to count, whatever floats your boat. But they go, a billion dollars, a million, a trillion. I don't want to limit myself. Like somehow a goal is limiting. So- Again, it works both ways. I don't want to hold myself to a standard. I fail. And then I don't want to limit myself. They're both cop-outs. So say it in a nice way that they'll get as opposed to me just screaming like a jerk. <laughs> well, that's exactly it. And you've got to say, do you, you're right. I do deal with a lot of people who will come in and they'll say, but I don't want to limit myself. And I'd say you're setting yourself up for failure. If you say yeah, that's you a limitation, limit setting yourself. yourself up for failure. Right. So set the goal that's exciting, but you feel like, I think I'm going to get there. I think I could get there. Set that goal. And when you get there, double that. Think bigger when you get there. Yeah. Let's take right? both. So it's not about limits. It's not about limits. It's about, let's get you to point A. Let's at right. least keep score for crying out loud. That's like going, I don't want to keep right. score because I, I don't want to limit how many points I could I could score. Right. The whole right. game is make score more than the opponent. You got if you don't know what the freaking end point is, and then you're like, well, therefore I don't want to count because I could I don't want to say I want to score more points than my opponent because then maybe I could score more. Who the frick cares? So right. let's just take the the worst case scenario for both. Okay, I so don't base camp, base camp to get to Mount Everest. Agreed. Well, but again, I just real quick if we set a goal and miss, I'm still going to say, I think we think if we set a goal and miss it, it's going to kill us or we're going to somehow be dead or just another brick showing what a failure I am. That None of that has to happen. Well, first of all, the killing us ain't going to happen. The just another brick in my wall of failure. That's up to you. You could go, 
you can look at it any way you want. So worst cases, we, we would go like, I don't want to set a goal because I want to fail. But then we, we don't realize the consequence or cost of setting a goal and failing isn't that high. The cost of not setting a goal is massive. So even if you do miss the goal, I would still purport, I think we think we're better off. It's almost like saying, I don't want to go to the doctor because he might tell me I have cancer. Uh, this just, it just doesn't make any sense. And then the flip side is, I don't want to set a goal because I'm going to limit myself. Okay, well, let's say you'd set your goal of a million dollar revenue in a year and you get there in nine months. What is it the, the, the goal police going to come and like shut down? And no, you just grow faster, your numbs goal. So get off of this. None of the, I don't set a goal because stands to reason. It's all, it's all made up. So, and yes, okay. there is a price to both. And those prices are both way, 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 infinitely less than failing. Sorry, I get super fired up. I know Suzanne wants to move forward, but I'm, I'm on a rant. Go ahead, it's, girl. It's awesome. Yes. See, okay. Mike's excited. Everybody <laughs> hear that? Right? I, I pissed off, but I appreciate That's... you saying excited. Okay. That kind of passion is what you want. It's the goal that you want to have. You want to be that passionate about your goal. So again, to focus, we're talking about how to overcome obstacles. So number one, have your goal. Number two is the expectation. Create the expectation you can have your goal. And I'm going to talk about expectation a little bit more in a minute. But what I want everybody to, if you can, write it down right now, is say to overcome obstacles, number one, I need that really big, beautiful, bright goal. Number two, I've got to create in my mind the expectation I can have that goal. Because if you don't, any obstacle is going to derail you. So is now a good time for my, my what if or should I save it for later? Sure, go ahead. But Suzanne, I've tried this goal before, and this is the fifth or 10th time, and I failed over and over. I can't, how do I set the expectation that I'm going to succeed this time in the naked reality of my failure? If you guys can see Suzanne's face, it looks like I just kicked her her dog in the, in the, it was not, it was, it was not the smiling, loving Suzanne. She gave me a, no, it wasn't the angry face. It was just the sad, like you poor, poor, stupid man. It was more pity than it was anger or frustration. Okay. But I can't say that's the first time I've seen it or noticed it. So I'm okay. That's the first time I got pitied by Suzanne. Go ahead. <laughs> that okay. I know of. So so let's jump into the expectation then. Okay, this is something I'm going to challenge everyone to do. And I would like you to create 10 new beliefs that can support you in manifesting what you desire. Can we get okay. can we get some examples? So let me give the the kind of devil's advocate side, and then maybe you can help give three Perfect. or four or five or ten, however many you'd like to give of examples, just so people going at home can like, okay, I, I can do this. Um, a big, a big, I don't say failure, but a big roadblock people run into um, that come to us is I want to stop cleaning and I've tried to stop cleaning. And now I'm going to finish with the, the opposite of what Suzanne has asked you to do. Now, Suzanne, let me give you all the beliefs I have. They're gonna, you don't understand, Suzanne. My people will only tolerate me cleaning. I hired a guy and he kicked a neighbor's dog and then stole my car and then quit. And I was told that if I don't do this and my wife will leave me and all my customers will quit and everything you don't under, and people don't want to work in my area, but I really, really want to get out of cleaning forever. You sound like a country music song. <laughs> I sound pretty pitiful, don't I? I by the way, I, this is my this is my therapy because I this is what I listen to all day. So it's fun and I'm constantly trying to help people through. It's fun being that guy just complaining. It's like, oh, this feels great. 
I see why people do it. Not all the time, but 30 minutes, you know, every every couple of weeks with Suzanne in, in my safe spot is a perfect time to and faking perfect time to complain. OK, so all of that is just the monkey talk. It's the past stories. So if you're ready to move forward to get to your goal, you have to say a past story doesn't define me, doesn't mean that's how I have to operate now. A past thought, that monkey thought that's just trying to protect me and keep me safe is not necessarily my truth. So let's talk about the more positive things that you can say. So let me get one more distinction and then we'll go forward because this is really big. First of all, I completely agree with everything you said. That said, I want to make sure we get kind of addressed. So I was being a little silly, but that's how people come to us, right? I, I was only, I might've been exaggerating by like 10%, not, you know, not 80. So first of all, obviously I agree with everything you said. The, the What I did in the past is not, I'm not doomed to repeat that. That said, so here's what I hate. Lies are lie. If I just told Suzanne, you're a dumb person and you know, you don't have any kids. She's neither of those things. So I don't think it would hurt her feelings too much because she's like, yeah, that's just not, that's just not true. But if I said something that was half true, I saw you with your kids the other day and you got angry and say, those were all true. And maybe she did it in a way that was loving and and just. And I said, therefore you're a bad parent that might get to her a little bit because she does have kids and I did see her with her kids and she did again. So now it's like there's, there could, and maybe, and you know, I'm not saying that's the case. So we'd have to get to the bottom of that truth before we could just ignore it. Right. If she just went, no, I'm not, I'm always a good parent. Well, that's kind of ignorant. Cause you do want it to, maybe, th- maybe there was something she should look at it. So what that looks like with us is a thousand percent, the fact that you, and it, let's go, let's make a difference between just facts and not facts. So the fact that you tried this before fact, the fact that you're still cleaning fact, right? This, that's that. The fact I'm doing air quotes. So the belief now that because we tried before and it didn't work, it's never going to work. Not, at all anywhere near to the truth. But there is a truth in there. I want to make sure we unearth and before we go forward. More times than not, past behavior is indicative of future performance. So how do I as kind of a logical person going, yeah, I want to look at positive things, but I want to stay tethered to reality. I don't want to just make stuff up that I don't want the goody goody. It feels great, but it's not real. So how do we deal with that? Again, truth the fact that I didn't do it before does not mean I can't or won't to do it in the future. Period. End of sentence. That's just the truth. Another truth. The fact that I haven't done this before has some indication in other circumstances, sometimes or many times, if not most times when people act a certain way in the past, they're going to work. They're typically going to act that way in the future. How do I kind of unpack that and get to the, the meat of it in a way that serves me and doesn't just kick me in my soft bits. Well, there's a lot in that, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there is. So um, if if we perceive a reality and that reality does not serve us, why would we want to keep it? How about we work on changing it? I love that. So let me rephrase what I heard you say. And if I if we got it right, we'll move on. What I hear you saying is the only truths that I just said are I try I tried to get out of cleaning before. That's just a fact that happened. I'm cleaning now. That's a fact that happened. Right. The next two things I said were made up. So again, the, the idea of, well, I would say the idea that just because I didn't do that now doesn't mean I won't do it in the future. 
that's absolutely a truth, right? That no one would say, nope, you're a thousand, because then no change would have ever happened on the face of the planet ever. So that's insane. The fact that typically that's one way, that's not, it's a fact, but by definition, because the fact isn't, it all, nothing ever changes. It's only typical that that fact could also be the flip side of that fact is things change all the time or the fact would be things never change. So the fact that it's typically, I just go, am I a typical person? No. Am I going to do the same thing? Now I would agree if I do the same things going forward, I'm probably going to get the same result. That's a hard one to, to fight. Do, am I, do, I, <clears throat> do I have to do the same thing? No, I can do different things. So I love you going, let's, and we talked about this two truths and a lie a couple podcasts back, go check it out. Um, <clears throat> A, many of the things we make up aren't helpful. So if we're going to choose made up stuff anyway, mm-hmm. let's just choose a made up stuff that's helpful. Even facts, many of many are helpful and many are not. So Suzanne has kids, fact. Suzanne's yelled at her kids, fact. Suzanne's hugged her kids, fact. If we're trying to be a better parent, why not just hold up the facts that are going to help us as opposed to the facts that are going to hurt us as opposed to dwelling on facts that may or may not help. And are any of us perfect? No. No. Fact. Yeah. yeah. Take out Suzanne's name, put in mine or any other parent. Like we've all done stuff with our children. We wildly regret and we've all done things that we are you know, hopefully proud of. All right. So if that's the fact, let's continue. I just want to, I like the, we get to choose first. We have to identify what's a fact and what's a belief. Um, I think we think a lot more things are fact. No one wants to work in my area. <laughs> That's not fact. That's a belief. I interviewed seven people last month and hired none of them. That's a fact. Right. And let's be careful about our beliefs because we always want to prove ourselves right. We've talked Mm. about that on past podcasts. So if we're thinking that I'm not good at this, if we're thinking that there's no one out there that's good to work, that's capable, if we're thinking... I just don't have the money to do the things that I want to do. Our mind for a minute. Our, you keep one going, second. Our, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Our mind is going to prove us right. And we're going to come back to see, I told you so. Does that so, serve us is the question mark. Well, let me really get to meddling then. It depends on what our goal is. If our goal is to feel good about our actions and not do anything hard, that very well may serve us. If our goal is big and hairy and audacious and we're really committed to it, it does not serve us. Is that fair to go? Does that service goes right back to what you started with us? What's, I don't know. What's our goal. If our goal is to never feel uncomfortable, then yeah, it's the, that fact that you said absolutely serves us. But that's no fun. That's no challenge. I mean, my guess is that most of our listeners started their own cleaning company. Why? Not only because you maybe love to clean or you want the money, but because starting something new excites you. Yes. And I want to make sure, because by the way, none of us are all this all the time, right? So Suzanne, you're one of the most positive mindset people, I think. And I guarantee you, there are some times that you do things that serve an ignoble goal right? Like I'm guessing 90 plus percent of the time you are making decisions that serve your goals that you really want that are big and hairy and audacious and serve the world. And sometimes you're like, I just need a glass of wine and a bath and everyone to leave me the hell alone, which isn't going to serve that goal, but is going to serve a rest of the relaxation goal. Go ahead. By the way, that's very healthy. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with this. you time. So there's, I I just want to make sure we're clear on we all the time. There's no one that I know that is going for a single goal all the time without fail. We always have, 
and again, the, I, I need a bath and some wine. There's nothing wrong with that. And you just have to be okay with, I'm just not going to serve my goal. And there might be other times you're like, I should, and I don't, I'm just not going to do it, you know, with our diet or whatever, you know, we, we, we always make decisions that may or may not be helpful. So let's talk about the beliefs. Cause you said one that's really money. I hate that one. Cause it's, it's, it's so freaking feels true when it's not. And I'll give just a couple and then I, I'll, I'll hand it to you. There's, let me just give you the example of just facts and beliefs that are, I, I think I can make both cases so strong and it'll, it'll reinforce, pick the case that you want to make. So I'm poor. I've always been poor every, you know, uh, what is it? Um, if you want to be successful, you got to, you know, put your money where your mouth is. You have the rich people, you know, have money to invest, to get richer. Um, you know, I don't have any money. Therefore I can't access better coaching, better advertisement, better employees, better. Like there's all this stuff. And I don't think anything I said out there is a fact. I think those are all beliefs. Um, the flip side is, this is America. The vast majority of wealthy people are first generation wealthy. The vast majority of people, the guy with the microphone included, I was raised by a single mom on welfare. Like we didn't have a car broke, um, took the bus or walk broke. So more helpful beliefs would be, well, crap, Mike seems to be doing okay. And he was I'm probably, I, I would wager I'll put broke, I'll, I'll broke, I'll broke you 92% of the time. Um, yeah. There needs, even if there is capital that needs. doesn't have to be your capital. There's money all over the place. There's trillions of dollars. It's just how you access it and how you do it. And guess how you access it or how you, you get your hands on it. Give value, right? If I'm like, Hey, Suzanne, I'm a mooch and I'm suck. And can I have some money? The likelihood is going to be no. But if I know what her, there's so much capital and people love investing in entrepreneurs and people doing better or just their selfish motive. Hey, I'll give you a piece of my business or I'll give you back money plus interest or all. There's a thousand ways to entice people to do that. So the one belief I would choose is it has no, it's never about the resources. It's always about the resourcefulness and people that believe they require money to be rich and they don't have any money also have this subtle belief that's killing them of, I could never get money. It's impossible to get money. Money's like this, uh, this idol and I'm just subject to it as opposed to I control money and I will or will not have money based on what I do, not on the gods of money favoring me or not. Sorry. I, I know that's a tangent. I just get so frustrated with people. And it's it's another cop-out. It's so much easier to go, well, if I had X amount of money, then I could have coaching, advertising, employees, a vehicle, whatever the frick you need the money for. But I don't. So what they say the, is, I'll just the, go get it. But what they mean is I'll just quit and give up. Go ahead, Suzanne. Right. So that's the obstacle, right? I I want this, but that's one of the obstacles. Okay. So let's quickly review that because I want to get to the really cool meat of the subject that's really going to help us all. Get it, baby. Okay. So just to review, we've got, first of all, to, to overcome the obstacles, we need to have a really great goal, a bright, shiny goal that excites us. Two, we have to create the expectation. So how did I say to help create the expectation is to list 10 new beliefs that will serve you. So when we do this, we're going to forget past stories and we're going to say gentle things like, like I can learn new things. I can find the people that can support me. I can take a program that will help me. I could do this, right? We, I am worthy. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of beliefs, 10, 10 beliefs. Let's work on them slowly, gently. You don't have to go from I feel like a failure to I'm a success. Just create 
10 believable beliefs. I'll give you a freebie. The first one is the fact that I listen to a podcast of people that know, and I'm literally doing it right now, shows that I'm, I'll tell you, Clean Nation, 98% of y'all ain't going to do any of this stuff. So the 2% of you that literally do it, your first one could be, not only did I seek out coaching, I'm actually doing it. That's You're like 80% of the way there just by starting the daggum thing. Yes. So if you've got the goals and you've got the expectation, there's two things that are going to happen. Number one, the goal is going to become more compelling than the obstacle. Mm -hmm. That's a writer downer. Okay. It's going to become like a speed bump. And the second to that is I want everybody to check in on what are you focusing on? Am I focusing on the goal or am I focusing on the obstacle on the speed bump? I literally think I just tweeted this this week. You focus on the goal, you get more of the goal. You focus on the speed bump, you get more of a speed bump. Exactly. So how do we get through obstacles? How do we make them smaller? How do we get through, but I can't do this. How do we get beyond that? We focus on the goal and the expectation so that that's more compelling than the speed bump. And we won't be focusing on the speed bump. And therefore, it's just a bump. It's not a mountain. You, of course, are going to get there. And I want to share with everybody, I recently watched a movie, put it on your reading list. It's Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. It came out this summer. It's it's the old-fashioned story movie. There's no CGI that I'm aware of. There's no shooting. There's no aliens attacking. It's a very simple story of a woman who's a cleaner. She's a cleaner somewhere in the States. Her big, hairy, audacious goal is she decides she wants a dress, not just any dress, but a Christian Dior dress. And she's going to go to Paris to get that dress. And her goal is so big that she overcomes every single obstacle in her path. You know what I love about that? Literally, Suzanne, as I was listening, I'd seen that that movie title and I think it got good reviews and I kind of thought about watching it. As I was just listening to you tell the story, I was really compelled. Just the fact that this woman who had what to her was a big, hairy, audacious goal got me motivated to take action. I'm like, I'm going to watch that movie. So I would imagine as we, not I would imagine, I've experienced in real life, when you have a big, hairy, audacious goal and you share it, people come around you to fix that goal. So I'm going to end with- They did. They did. They did. They did. Don't give it away, but I, <laughs> I had a feeling. Oh, so, oh, wait a second, everybody. Does she get the dress or does she not get the dress? Tune in. Yeah, tune in and find out. So let me give two stories and we're going to wrap it. Story one. Um, this is the nerdiest one we're going to do. Did you know, this will be fun because you can actually test it. Suzanne, you can test it and report back. When you're carrying coffee or I, every morning, I go get my bride coffee and I bring it back over, you know, it's always full over carpet. Don't want to spill. When you look at the, the cup and try not to do it, spill it, you will spill it. If you look at where you're going, your goal, you won't spill it. Magic. You think if I'm looking at the cup, Beautiful. I can control it better. No, not the truth. Cause you're looking at the problem. When you look at the goal, it doesn't happen. So there's just a physical manifestation of that. Second story I'm going to tell you from, uh, I think I got it from my Sandler sales training. So this will be another example of this. I forget who it was, but a mentor told a mentee, you get, he was trying to emphasize this point. And he said, here's the deal. I'll prove it to you. Go home, put a cage 
a bird cage in your home. That's all. And you'll have a bird in, in a month. And the guy's like, okay, <laughs> that's the only instruction. Just put a bird cage in my house. That's it. That's all you have to do. Guy said, okay, put a bird cage in his house. First morning, his family came out to breakfast. What's with the bird cage? Guy said, no reason. Just thought I'd have a bird cage. And uh, they'd ask him periodically about it. And about the 23rd day, guy comes to breakfast and he hears a bird tweeting in the cage. And he's like, <laughs> he, the, the table's turned. He asked his family, what's with the bird? They said, well, you got a cage. You were acting weird about it. We thought you wanted a bird. So we bought you one. <laughs> so <laughs> you will absolutely get where you focus. Um, just even a bird cage without focus created focus and drew focus to the need for a bird. Um, so you can, you, there's lots of ways to test that in life. All right, guys, gals, let me give you two encouragements. We're going to call it one. Um, we've done almost 900 podcasts. This is a great place to sharpen your focus on ideas and concepts and thoughts and beliefs that are going to serve you at a very high level. If you'd like more of that, you can go to our Facebook group. It's completely free. As long as you own a cleaning company, you're in. Um, and when you're really ready to take all of this knowledge and focus and beliefs that you have and turn them uh, on for good, uh, go to growmycleaningcompany.com. Start with a five shifts webinar. It's completely free. It was probably, it is the best 40 minutes we've got to kind of focus your time. Growmycleaningcompany.com. Check it out now. Follow me on Twitter. If you want to, you know, have me try and, try and focus uh, and say, hi, I just, we've just started. We just started that platform. So I've only got like a thousand followers. So if you say hi and direct message me, I'll be able to direct message back. See you there. Bye everyone. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share it with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.